Hey, guess what today is? September 3rd, International Bacon Day. And I thought this would be the perfect time to launch a brand new podcast called Bless My Bacon. Bless My Bacon. Let's go. Ooh, hear that sound. That is the sound of bacon. Bacon. There are podcasts that reference bacon, that feature bacon occasionally, that talk about bacon in passing, but this is the only podcast in the world solely, entirely, wholly devoted, focused, and transfixed on bacon. Bacon. That's that's it. This entire podcast is all about bacon. Whatever we talk about on this show will always come back to bacon. It's a bacon boomerang because bacon is beautiful and people love bacon. Go up to someone and tell them what you made with bacon. Hey, I made this great bacon wrapped date. And you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, ooh, because everything is better with bacon. Now, conversely, if you want to ruin any dish, Add black licorice all on top. Bacon is not like that. Anything you put bacon on is going to be magic. That's why I'm starting this bacon podcast, because we need to talk about bacon. Less politics, more bacon. Less sad emoji, more bacon emojis. Because bacon makes people happy. There's nothing that can go wrong when you're talking about bacon. And that is why our family has an annual bacon party to celebrate bacon and honestly get together with our friends and have a great time as well. All right. So the purpose of the Bless My Bacon podcast is to be a resource for all things bacon, to talk about bacon, to focus on bacon, to be a comprehensive one-stop shop for bacon, talking about the varieties, talking about the how-tos, the recipes, the news. We're going to celebrate bacon. My goal is to increase the popularity of bacon. I don't know how that's possible, but we're going to give it a shot. I am going to be your bacon evangelist. If you want to find something about bacon, you're going to hear it on this show. I want to help people enjoy bacon more fully, to discuss bacon and be entertaining, because bacon is not boring bacon should be entertaining. Bacon should be fun. So I'm going to be talking with people. I'm going to be featuring restaurants, chefs, grocery stores, people that know bacon. I'm going to have them on the show. I'm going to talk with my friends, neighbors, strangers about bacon, and we're going to have a good time on this podcast. Bless my bacon. Arguably, the most versatile, flavorful food in the world is bacon. Nearly all recipes are better with bacon. Wait, hear that? That's bacon applause. And I think it's only fitting that bacon sounds like applause because it's amazing. So this is the inaugural episode of Bless My Bacon. So what's going to happen this episode is I'm going to give you some bacon trivia, some bacon facts... I'm going to share some bacon news because bacon is always in the news. And I'm not talking just Kevin Bacon. There's a lot of bacon news that is important and that you should know about. 
I'm going to highlight the bacon of the week. There are so many incredible boutique bacon companies in America, uh, not to mention the world. And I'm going to focus on and highlight one of those during the show as well. Now, I thought I knew a lot about bacon. I mean, I do. But as I was researching for this first show, I realized there is so much I don't know about bacon. And I'm excited because not only are you going to learn about bacon, I'm going to learn about bacon, and it's going to be a mutual learning experience. I've always loved bacon from childhood. I've always loved bacon. And one of the few times I was sad as a child was when I realized there was no more bacon. We had our morning breakfast, and we were given our one or two slices of bacon, and then it's gone. And that was sad because every breakfast deserves more than two pieces of bacon. If you can't get two pieces of bacon for your breakfast, it's going to be a sad breakfast. I just got to tell you. So that was the moment that I realized that bacon is just exquisite. So I've always had a love for bacon. And whenever I ate bacon, I realized that this is it's a luxury. Bacon is a luxury. It is something to be savored, something to be to be enjoyed, treasured, like a, like a fine glass of wine. When I became an adult, when I was capable of purchasing bacon on my own, I started eating bacon. I started treating myself to bacon. And I would work with coworkers and they would say, hey, what'd you do this weekend? And I would say, oh, you know, just made some bacon and I, you know, wrapped some chicken in bacon and did a few other things. And they're like, oh, interesting. So the bacon thing just kind of stuck in their mind. And this continued and people then started sending me like bacon news, uh, bacon band-aids, bacon lip balm. Somebody even gave me uh, bacon cola, which as much as I love bacon, bacon cola, that's one thing that should never be made. Um, so anyway, I, I just developed this reputation for being a baconaholic. And after a while, I'm just like, all right, let's, I'm just going to embrace it. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with being a baconaholic because bacon is amazing. So I can't believe that it's taken me this long to make a bacon podcast, but it's all about timing. And I am now in God's country, which is Alabama. And in Alabama, they know sausage and they know bacon. So it's a good place to be. I am married. I have six kids. I have three dogs. And I have so much bacon in my freezer, it would make you go insane. That's it. Oh, wait, one more thing. One more thing. Um, I have a vehicle that has the license plate 8BACON, the number 8, followed by bacon. And I've got numerous bacon bumper stickers on it. Uh, one of them says Team Bacon. Another one says Bacon on Board. I'm hoping to get a bumper sticker that says Visualize Bacon. Hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. Um, so that's it. That's that's it for me. And now you know at least a little bit of backstory about why Bless My Bacon is happening. Bacon is everywhere these days. It's always been popular, but it seems like it's become more popular. 
You can find it in ice cream, coffee, cupcakes, chewing gum, bacon-scented candles, lip balm, even bacon deodorant. Now, bacon deodorant, I would not do just, just because. If I'm going to smell like bacon, it's going to be because I was cooking bacon, not because I'm rubbing bacon on my armpits. So it is worth looking at and diving deeper into this salty, smoky, delicious food. So I didn't realize this, but the Chinese were the first ones to make bacon. And it dates back to 1500 BC. So they cooked salted pork bellies more than 3000 years ago. And that makes bacon one of the world's oldest processed meats. And might I say, the best processed meat. They basically boiled pig shoulder, added salt and figs and mixed it with pepper sauce and of course, they paired it with wine because why not? The word bacon, where did that come from? Well, the word bacon comes from, it's a German word which refers to the back of the pig that supplied the meat. Now, honestly, Canadian bacon comes from the back. If you want to talk about the real bacon that comes from the side or the belly of the pig, anyway, they called it bacon just because it came from the back of the pig. And as one might expect, if you have something as amazing as bacon, you're going to start a company. You're going to start a factory that's going to start selling bacon because if you start selling bacon, you're going to start making money because people love bacon. So the first bacon factory opened in 1770. So usually, you know, for generations, local farmers and butchers made bacon for their local communities. And in England, where it became really a staple of their diet. It was typically dry cured with salt and then smoked. But in the late 18th century, a businessman named John Harris opened the first bacon processing plant in the country of Wilshire. And he developed this special brining solution for finishing the meat. And it was called the Wilshire Cure, which it's still used today and it's a favorite of bacon lovers who prefer a sweeter, less salty taste. But I gotta tell you, I still appreciate the dry cure method better because you know salty is good we've all heard of the phrase bringing home the bacon now it typically means you know I'm, I'm the one who brings home the cash i'm bringing home the bacon well centuries ago in 12th century england it didn't mean that at all now churches would award a flitch or a side of bacon to any married man who swore before God that he and his wife had not argued for a year and a day. So if there was a guy who brought home the bacon from church, he would be seen as an exemplary citizen. He would be seen as an exemplary citizen and husband. Quite a reward, a challenge. Yes, a challenge, but a challenge worth taking. Another bit of trivia bacon was used to make explosives during World War II. Again, a fact that I was totally and completely unaware of. Now, in addition to planting victory gardens and buying war bonds, households were encouraged to donate their leftover bacon grease to the war effort. Now, when you render the fats from bacon, it creates glycerin, which in turn created bombs, gunpowder, and other munitions. So, there was actually a promotional film starring Minnie Mouse and Pluto, and they chided housewives for throwing out more than two billion pounds of bacon grease every year. Can you imagine being shamed for not donating your bacon grease? 
They said, that's enough glycerin for 10 billion rapid-fire cannon shells. Had no idea. Had no idea that bacon was that explosive. But it is. It is. There was a time in recent memory that bacon was was almost vilified. Like, you know, in the 80s, everybody was on this, this health kick and, and all this heavy grease and all this stuff is bad for you and just really making people feel bad. Like eating bacon was almost a sin. But in the 90s, Americans were ready to indulge. Now, Hardee's, Hardee's had the guts to do this. Hardee's, they, they bucked the trend and they created the Hardee's Frisco Burger It was one of the first fast food burgers served with bacon. It came out in 1992, and what happened? Huge hit. It was a huge hit. It revived bacon as an ingredient, and it convinced other fast food companies to baconize their burgers. I mean, look, how many many companies, how many restaurants, how many fast food restaurants and chains feature bacon? Bacon is amazing. Now, Bloomberg actually called the Frisco Burger a momentous event for fast food and bacon's fate in America. So congrats, Hardee's, you're my hero. You are my hero. And thanks to the Frisco Burger, we eat, on average, the average American eats 18 pounds of bacon each year. 18 pounds. Now, granted, I'm I'm pushing that. I'm pushing that. I probably eat, uh, I've got to eat twice that a year. And my goal is to hopefully eat more than that a year. Of course, that would be hard. Well, no, it wouldn't. Who am I kidding? Uh, all right, so salty, savory, and it's retro. Really, I mean, the past couple of years have been a bonanza for bacon. A bonanza! With more than three quarters of restaurants now serving bacon dishes. And everything from candy canes to gumballs are now flavored with bacon. And again, you know, I love everything about bacon, but bacon-flavored candies are awful. Awful. Now, if you're doing like some sort of uh, like bacon bits on top of a donut or bacon bits on top of a a truffle, uh, yes, yes, all over that. But if you're flavoring like a gumball with bacon, I mean, that's wrong. That is wrong. And... Chances are it's an artificial bacon flavoring, which is even worse. Even more trivia. More trivia. Hope I'm not boring you. Because bacon is is amazing. Bacon is amazing. There is actually a church of bacon. The officially sanctioned church boasts more than 25,000 members under the commandment, praise bacon. And actually, it's, it's actually more of a, a rallying point for atheists and skeptics than for bacon lovers. So, you know, there's no, it doesn't have an official location or physical location, but the church does perform wedding ceremonies and fundraisers. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all about bacon. So if you're partial to vegetarian or turkey bacon over the traditional pork, you're, you're still invited. They're very inclusive. And here's another reason why the Bless My Bacon podcast was created because everybody is doing things with bacon. Everybody loves bacon. Like, they actually have a bacon camp. It's like summer camp, but with less canoeing and more bacon cooking. It's held every year in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and they actually have speakers. They've got cooking classes and other bacon-related activities for chefs and enthusiasts eager to learn more about their favorite food. Bacon camp. 
Never knew it. Never knew it existed. But now you know. And you probably already know this, but there is a bacon sculpture of Kevin Bacon. Uh, a while ago, there was an artist, uh, Mike LaHue. He, <laughs> he used seven bottles of bacon bits, lots of glue, and five coats of lacquer to create a bust of the Footloose star. And uh, it sold at auction a few years back. But see, it's probably gone. Like somebody probably ate it. Despite the glue and and the lack, I mean, who who wouldn't eat it? It's bacon. It's Kevin Bacon. It's bacon bacon. And as one might imagine, 70% of all bacon in the U.S. is eaten at breakfast time. And this was a fact that blew me away. More than 2 billion pounds of bacon is produced each year in the U.S. 2 billion. 2 That's insane. And now it's time for Bacon News. I'm your host, Steve McKenzie. Tim Horton's customers should keep an eye out this morning for some exciting new options on the menu. The company announced just a few days ago that they have added a new lineup of maple bacon breakfast sandwiches to its already classic roster of early morning must-haves for a limited time only. So they decided to dial up the classic breakfast sandwich by adding a new sweet and savory flavor option for guests to enjoy. And that is one of the benefits of bacon. Bacon, you got this salty, savory thing going on. So anything sweet or tangy that you add to it is just, it's, it's perfection. It's the yin and the yang or the yin and the, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a perfect balance. So this maple bacon vibe, it covers a lot of their sandwiches like the farmer's wrap, classic or specialty bagel BLTs, breakfast sandwiches, got an English muffin or homestyle biscuit. And to ramp up the flavor even further, this latest sweet and savory combination to grace Canadian taste buds will also be available as an add-on to lunch and dinner items for an extra charge. Who knew? In other news, the Bless My Bacon podcast is all about bacon. And there's a restaurant in Las Vegas that is completely devoted to bacon as well. It's going to be called Bacon Nation. It's going to be on the newly remodeled second floor of the D. It's a Fremont Street casino, so you can play some slots and you can eat some bacon. The cool thing about Bacon Nation is that because they are bacon-centric and that's all they do, they have 14 different flavors, including lemon pepper bacon, brown sugar, teriyaki, Cajun jalapeno, buffalo, salt and vinegar, applewood bourbon, truffle, and chocolate dipped. Salt and vinegar. It's now a thing. All right, so one of the one of the entrees at this place, it's called the reverse BLT. So the bun, the outside, is actually made of woven bacon meat. Then they've got bread in the middle, and then you got the you know the lettuce and tomato and your mayo on the inside. But wow, so they're they're maxing out the bacon on this thing. And one more thing this restaurant will offer is an Elvis-type beverage, which will feature peanut butter whiskey and a miniature peanut butter and bacon sandwich. Mmm. Oh, and the last great thing, it's going to be open 24 hours a day. Bacon on tap 24 hours a day. And our final bit of news really is it's a feel-good story. Now, at this year's Iowa State Fair, this is back on uh, August 13th, 
They had a 2022 Bacon Buddies Pig Show in the Swine Barn. Now, it's sponsored by the Iowa Pork Producers Association, and it was done with the cooperation of the Special Olympics Iowa. So, more than 30 years ago, and this is really cool. Now, the pork industry cares. They truly care. And one of those principles focuses on our communities and the ways that they play an active role in helping build stronger communities. Now, this is from Kevin Rasmussen, the IPPA president. Bacon Buddies, the whole purpose of this was to bring together Iowans with intellectual and or developmental disabilities with 4-H and FFA youth who want to share the exciting experience of showing pigs at the Iowa State Fair. So it was just a great opportunity. You know, you, you, you've got these Special Olympics athletes that are coming together with the 4-H and FFA youth, and it, it's cool. It's cool. You, you get to excite these kids. You, you, get to, you get to see them light up when they're showing a pig, and it, it, it celebrates pigs. It celebrates the pork industry, and it all goes back to bacon. So congrats and kudos to you guys. The Iowa Pork Producers, way to go. Now it's time for... Bacon of the Week. The Bless My Bacon podcast comes to you directly from Alabaster, Alabama. And I know my accent gives it away, but um, being from Alabama, I want to initially start off and celebrate some of the great bacon producers in Alabama. One of those is Monroe Sausage. Now, they've got a really rich history. Originally, it became a household name in Monroe County, Alabama. This is way back in the 40s. Now, I guess their claim to fame, it kind of kicked off when they started throwing sausage biscuits from their float during the annual Monroeville Hog Festival. Now, you know, people got excited about that. And so it was eventually, the, the company was eventually sold to partners who then set out to make the best sausage anyone had ever tasted. And I guess they spent, according to them, they spent months working on the recipe, experimenting with spices and seasonings. And word is they even had to get all the way to Atlanta to find just the right seasonings to make it perfect. Well, of course, people loved it. And it really was, it was a staple for a lot of local folks in Monroe County. And so sausage was kind of their claim to fame, but its fame and flavor led to Monroe bacon. And if their bacon was anything like their sausage, you know, it would be a hit. And of course it is because they're still making it today. Sad news, Hurricane Ivan, it came along back in, what was that, like 94 or something? It came along and it destroyed the factory and the Monroeville brand sausage was gone. 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 It was sad. It really was sad. But you know what? The community, they couldn't deal with it. They couldn't deal without the lack of this amazing sausage and bacon. So you know what? They brought it back. They built a gleaming new facility, recovered the original recipe, and bang. Now everyone can enjoy the delicious smokiness of the legendary hickory smoked sausage and bacon. And what's the deal with hickory smoke? Now, there are various woods that you can use to smoke bacon. You can use apple wood or cherry wood for a more subtle kind of taste. But hickory is like, boom, bacon is here. Hickory is it's, it's stronger, a little more robust. 
And quite honestly, it doesn't matter what wood you smoke bacon with. It's going to be amazing. So Monroe Sausage, way to go. You are my hero. I'm going to come down and visit you guys. And I am going to do a podcast with just y'all. We're going to talk bacon. We're going to talk sausage. We're going to talk pigs. We are going to get into it. And now it's time for bacon recipes. I'm going to come out of the gate with something. This is this is really simple. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing complex about this at all. Get yourself some shrimp peeled and deveined cuz, you know, you, if you're eating something with bacon, you just you don't want the the complexity and the hassle of having to deal with, you know, peeling your your shrimp. So just grab some shrimp, grab 6 tablespoons of creamy Caesar salad dressing and divide it into two. Get 15 bacon strips halved crosswise, or actually I would just recommend doing 20 bacon strips. You eat five and then just then you just follow the recipe. Um, and then two jalapeno peppers seeded and thinly sliced. Then you preheat the broiler. You get a large bowl. You toss shrimp with four tablespoons of the dressing. You let it stand for 15 minutes. Let all that goodness soak into the, sh- into the shrimp. And while you're doing this, in a large skillet, grab your bacon over medium heat until it's partially cooked but not crisp. You just you want to be able to wrap that around the shrimp. So remove it to the paper towels to drain. Keep it warm just so it stays flexible. And then you drain the shrimp, discard the marinade, top each shrimp with a jalapeno slice, and wrap it with a bacon strip, secure it with a toothpick, place it on a greased rack of a broiler pan, You broil it four inches from heat two to three minutes on each side or until shrimp turn pink, basting frequently with remaining dressing after turning. Bacon and shrimp are epic together. And that's all I've got. So thank you so much for hanging with me to the very end of the first podcast of Bless My Bacon. And I will see you next week. This is Steve McKenzie. God bless you. And bless my bacon. Bless my bacon.